Welcome to the Talking People and Technology podcast. I'm Jared Cameron and we're live at HR TechFest. I'm joined with David Gazzarotto. How are you doing, Dave? Great, mate. Very excited to be here. Good man. And we've got today on the hot seat, we've got Kirsty Grant from Populate. How are you doing, Kirsty? Hello. Very good, thank you. Thanks good to for have having you here. me. You're over from New Zealand, is that right? Indeed. Oh, Auckland. I'm surrounded. Right. But it's, I've had a bit of a crazy week. So last Saturday I was in San Francisco. I flew to New York. Friday I got back to Auckland and then Sunday I left to come here. So Whoa. I have no idea what time it is. <laughs> I'm just constantly hungry and constantly tired. I bet filling out those arrival forms, so you have to put all the countries that you've been to in the last 30 days, that must have been a yeah, bit no, interesting. Yeah, but I haven't been to any of the dodgy places, so we're good. Okay, you are <laughs> And right. I don't have TV. <laughs> so um, so Kirsty, you're, you're a founder of an organisation of Populate. Mm. Tell us a bit about what is Populate? Populate is um, it is a headcount planning and analytics platform. Uh, the idea was really around removing the need for spreadsheets in an organisation. Um, spreadsheets are really good at some things, but when it comes to tracking headcount and tracking hiring plans and making sure that everyone is aligned and on the same page, they can sometimes fall short. Um, and one of the things that I really wanted to do was not just look at that data, but really pull in data from around a business that help you figure out what you need to, to do in your business. So do you need more salespeople? What is the data that supports that? Do you need mm. more support people? What awesome. is the data that supports that? So kind of that central location to do all of the things. That's cool. Yeah. So for, I've been around the HR tech space, <coughs> excuse me, for, I don't know, 20-odd years, mm-hmm. um, and Nirvana has been the headcount report. Mm. And uh, it's exciting to hear that someone's actually taking that up. No, and they've they've guess, yeah. hacked the headcount report. It's Love not it. just about I, I, I'll show you the design that we have for our new headcount report um, after this because my whole thing was like, let's take all those spreadsheets that HR teams have around the world and just replace them with automated, mm. like click of a button, beautiful reports that actually give a bit more insight. Yep. Um, and then using all that information, we can start to get really smart. And yeah. so we can start to predict um, and really customise a lot of the messaging that we're giving to our customers about what they might need to do next. Yeah. So we know that a lot of organisations, you know, they, they tend to just backfill roles when someone leaves and, mm-hmm. and that tends to be the recruitment strategy, right? Yeah, but, and often though things change, like backfills mm. in particular, if you've got a, a growing organisation, you might not backfill a role with that exact same role again, you might change different it, skillset. it might not need to be senior, it might mm. actually that budget might move into a different team and there's a lot of frustration between managers and finance and HR recruitment around what is happening there, where is that budget going? Mm. Um, so one of the processes that we built in place with Populate was actually managing that process so everything is tracked sounds amazing there's no hiding (laughs) there's absolutely no hiding that's very cool (laughs) good so one of the challenges i think organizations have um is around data having Mm -hmm. good data we saw jason this morning talk about that data integrity big data biggest data not better than best data yeah yeah so is that kind of What's yeah. driven you in terms yeah, of Yeah, definitely. And I think, um, you know, the way that we've thought about our design and the processes that we're enforcing within the technology is we're really encouraging people to keep it updated and to make it really easy for them. Mm. Um, and I think that's where, you know, the team that I've got on board, they're not hardcore HR. They're really good design and engineer people. Yep. So they're able to be quite objective around yeah. how they're approaching the problem. So I basically come back and I say, these are all of the problems. Mm. And then they think about the solutions. So I'm mm. not telling them, hey, you should do this because I've seen someone else do that over there. They're really re-engineering and really thinking about what what is going to make customers really happy. So you're not just Um, replicating the way that somebody works today, you're actually sort of rethinking the the approach. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because, you know, I think actually HR can learn some things from startups. What do you think they could learn? Totally. (laughs) I think like startups naturally are disruptors. Mm. They, um, particularly around process, like, you know, I know myself, I'm a bit anti it. 
Um, I, I think process should be so good that you don't even know that it's a process. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, mm, yeah, yeah, you should just, it should just flow. It should Frictionless be obvious. HR, we've coined a new term today. Yeah, there we <laughs> go. You heard HR. it here first. Um, but I think that's something that startups do really well, yeah. and they're forced to do that because they don't have the luxury. And I say it's a luxury because right now it would definitely be a luxury to have a lot more people on the yep. team. Yep. Um, but, you know, you, you have to be smart. You have to be really focused on what you're doing and how you're doing it. Um, you don't have big budgets. You don't have you know huge teams. You've mm. you've just got to yeah, got to be smart. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So and I, and I think that's definitely something that HR teams can learn from. I mean, I know I've seen the way that they uh, approach certain projects, and um, it's no wonder that they spend a fortune and mm. they get to mm. the end results that they do that are disappointing and and lack that traction with the rest of the organisation. So yeah. not really. I know um, something that we picked up in the last couple of years is we've been really trying to use a, a minimum viable product approach. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've been trying to just stand up the bare bones of what yep. you need to, to start Thin iterating. Slices. Yeah. yeah. We, um, we have a little bit of a kind of a mantra um, in the office where it's easy, fast, pretty. Mm. So you make it nice. really, really easy first. So think about, like, what is the process um, and how is it going to be really easy for the customer first? Um, then we make sure that it's, it's fast and mm. good um, and then we make it pretty. I like the that. reality is it's still pretty at easy, but it's yeah. just like really pretty later at on. Pretty, yeah. Um, but it just means that we're you know rapidly iterating, and you know, all of the things, all the features that we're building and populate, we take the thinnest slice first, and then we build on that quite quickly. Yeah, so great. customers are able to give us lots of feedback and say, oh, "I really like this. I hate that," and then we can change it super fast. It's very cool. Hey, so what's what's in the water over there in NZ? There's all these cool <laughs> tech startups, you know. I'm yeah. It's in our blood. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. Yeah. It's, um, you know, it's that whole number eight wire mentality where we just have a culture of innovation. And yeah. um, maybe it's that we are at the bottom of the world and we don't have all of the resources. And the, but, the sorry, what did you say? Bottom of the gene pool? Or? <laughs> no. Oh, bottom of the world. Sorry. I'm You're a little outnumbered. Yeah, exactly. Kiwis. Two to one. There's two Kiwis on this. Come on. Yeah. Podcast. It's, gonna be, it's not going to be frictionless anymore. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, so it's, it is definitely in our blood. And I think yeah. leading on from that, we have that perfect combination of a small market that we can test in. Yeah. Mm. Um, there's a lot of things that have been tested in New Zealand. You know, we've had chip cards for, like, Forever. years. Like, FPOS cards for 20 yeah. years, I think. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> cash is almost not a thing. Cash is not a thing. Pe- it freaks people me out when I have cash. cash. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. with that in mind, I think it is a really good place to test and learn. And our first customers, we all kept in New Zealand because mm. we wanted mm. to... You know, we wanted to access them and be really close to them. Um, but, you know, you have to think global from day one when yeah. you're there, yep. um, which is also an advantage. You know, you get a, a tech startup in America, they've got this huge market right on their doorstep. They never really need to think yeah. global. We do. <clears throat> they think scale yep. first. Yeah. Not, yeah. Not, and um, that's why, you know, Twitter has 2,000 engineers and I mm, don't know what mm. they do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two thousand engineers. Yeah. When was the last time I saw a Twitter product update? Uh, oh no, they did one recently. Um, but it was like night mode, so it went dark. Oh, ah, yeah, yeah, cool. Which was pretty cool. Wow. And also the 2, little um, engineers. like a read receipt on DMs. Oh, there yeah, you go. Yeah, so pretty innovative stuff. Yeah. Sorry, Twitter. 2, I love you. Engineers. Oh, <laughs> we love you. Impressive. I love you. I just don't think you should have 2,000 engineers. <laughs> Maybe a little bit overloaded. I reckon yeah. nineteen hundred and fifty of them. Are doing a stealth project of some sort in the yeah, background. Probably. <laughs> Skunk works. <laughs> I hope well, so. Well, that's maybe a good topic to talk about, actually. Yeah. Um, mm. You know, 
a lot of us are, you know, we work for organisations and we see things that annoy us mm-hmm. and we think, gosh, I think there should be a better way of doing that. Mm-hmm. Most of us don't take action. No. You and obviously I, have. Yeah. I remember the time, I think it was September 2014, that I rolled my chair over to the CFO and I was just like, imagine a platform that instead of this hiring plan spreadsheet, we had everything all in there and we could like pull Salesforce data to look at sales performance and we could pull Zendesk data for support performance mm. and then we could decide who you know, we were going to recruit and when mm. and where and all that sort of stuff. And he's like, yeah, curse, this is a thing. Like, maybe maybe you should do that. And then we got really busy hiring all the people and I just never quite got a chance um, until, yeah, August, September last year. Um, we went through a bit of change in the organisation um, and I think that was probably a big motivator for building Populate as well is um, it's really hard to grow a company. Mm. Um, and I think... You know, having to go through you know quite a, a large restructure, um, I didn't want other companies to have to experience that. The because, same thing, yeah. Yeah, because it sucks and it changes everything. And I, um, you know, if we could just have all of that data in one spot and have everyone aligned and on the same page and really mm. understand how much people cost, then perhaps you know people can start making mm. slightly more informed decisions or really just prevent themselves the data. from going through that that restructure monopoly game that they yeah. go through where they go around the restructure board every couple of years yeah. and I mean, I, look we could probably name five or ten companies that do that every two years you know that's a very yeah. common process super super common mm. and I don't think it yeah it needs to be the case uh, certainly if companies are interested in looking after their culture and the, yeah. the well being of their employees then this something's got to give. For sure. Maybe um, just to, to wrap up, Kirsty. Maybe if, you know, could you give two or three pointers to someone that was they've they've seen the problem in their mm-hmm. organisation and they've they maybe got the idea and they're thinking, do I take the leap? Do I yeah. not? What's two or three things to give them that nudge? So the first thing is researching the problems. So not the idea. It's really easy to come up with an idea and it's really easy to get emotionally attached to that idea, but you've got to really understand the problems that are, are faced by, you know, your end user, the person that's going to pay. Yeah. Um and you can't go into those conversations with too many assumptions. Um, I was really lucky that my co-founder, um, Lance, he has a background in product. So I was all like, let's just build this thing. I know exactly what we need. And he was just like, no, mm. no, you do not. Mm. Like, let's go do the research. So we talked to tons of companies about um, what they were doing in workforce planning and what processes they were following, who was involved, all that sort of stuff. So um, lots of assumptions were, were right, but then lots of them were wrong as well. So start Um, with research. So start with research. Um, Be prepared to pull the pin. Um, Lots of people get really emotionally connected to their ideas Mm. and they spend a lot of money and a lot of time and they get really, really connected to it and sometimes it's just not going to work. It's not Um, viable. Yeah, and I think that was one of the things that we had to think about a lot um, going into this is at any point if something didn't feel right, we had to be able to pull the pin. We didn't have the capital to just like hope for the best kind of Mm. thing. Like we really had to make sure that we were... We're going to get it right. So, yeah, yeah, knowing knowing where that line is, knowing where to start. Um, Do we want another one? If you have a third, yeah, Yeah. the people around you are everything. Mm. So make sure that those those immediate people that are in your team understand what it's like to be part of an early stage company that's scrappy and doesn't have heaps of resource and can't pay you or yeah, 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 we pay. Oh, good on you. (laughs) Um, But not ourselves, but you know, (laughs) Um, but you know, people that. You know, engineers are a prime example. You know, the people that need to build the thing for you. They can't be obsessed with building something from scratch every single time and it taking six months to build. Like, there are services that they can pay for that, you know, can help prove out an idea or a part of the product that then 
if you need to scale it, you can, but you know, you're not going and spending a huge amount of time building something from scratch. Okay. Um, and then your advisors and just people around that uh, have been there and done that. Um, I think there's in New Zealand it's less of a, a thing. There's not that many people that have gone through the loop right. a few times with yeah. successful effort exits and then come back in. But I think that's starting to change. So there'll starting be more and more of that. But yeah, get people that have actually done it, yeah. that have actually raised money. Got before. the battle scars. Yeah, that have made the mistakes because it yeah. is the the failures. Um, that actually helps you learn the most. I'll get way more value out of talking to someone about all the mistakes that they made than all of the things that they did they amazingly well. Yeah. Oh, Kirsty, thank you so much. It's been <laughs> it's been all sorts of nuggets yeah. of gold in there. So um, it's been great. It's been great hanging out with a couple of talented Kiwis. Oh, you know, there's a big change. More I where mean, that came from. <laughs> Jeez, oh, we've been there's, so nice. I know. There's, four, there's, a, there's four and a half million more of them if you want to chat to them. <laughs> I know. You know. Yes. Anyway, um, so frictionless HR. That's what it's about. Frictionless HR with Populate. There you go. There so you go. we've had we've had Kirsty Kirsty Grant from Populate, and uh, that was talking people and technology. Catch us awesome. on the next one. Cool. Thank Thanks, you guys. guys. Bye. Bye.